Hello, Lion Cook Nation. This is Ray DeLucci with the Lion Cook Thoughts Podcast. On this episode, I get to chat with Luana Lunasco. Luana is a lead cook at Microsoft Millennium Cafe. She's also an aspiring YouTube creator of You Gotta Cook, which inspires young adults everywhere to start cooking. And, I mean, this conversation was great because Luana has just started YouTubing a little bit after I started the podcast. And for me, it's very interesting to talk to a fellow creator and talk to someone who is creating with the intent of doing it for not just themselves but to inspire others and to get them into the kitchen and get them to start cooking her videos are well made um her youtube channel is really well done it's really like just put together really well and she just is putting out a lot of good content and the cooking she does isn't just approachable for chefs it's approachable for any young adult no matter what you're doing and i think in a little bit of time she will have a large impact on a lot of people because she's making recipes that maybe they never thought they would make due to her background and what she's experienced. And I just think it's really cool that she's sharing her message and her culinary viewpoints with the rest of the world. So I'm very excited for this conversation. Uh, We chat a lot about how she kind of got into cooking, what she looks for in YouTube, um, in her YouTube channels and her videos. And yeah, it's just a conversation between us that I really enjoyed. It was a lot of fun. And I just think her story is one of someone who is young but wants to make an impact much like me and i think it's very inspiring to me to see someone else be doing it um so yeah it was a lot of fun talking with her luana thank you so much for coming on and here we go hey luana welcome to the show Hey, yeah, nice to be here. Very excited. Awesome. If you wanted to start and give us a little bit about yourself and basically what you do. All right, yeah. My name's Luana Lunasco. Uh, I am a lead cook actually at a Microsoft Cafe down in Redmond in Washington. And I also am a, a YouTube creator, I suppose. Uh, my YouTube is You Gotta Cook. And yeah, so all, all my links on like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook and all that. Great. And uh I guess we'll start with where you're from and what was food like for you growing up? That's kind of what I ask everyone when they come on the show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I watch all your, uh, or watch, I listen to all your, uh, your podcasts and I really enjoy them. But, uh, yeah, I was born and raised in Hawaii, um, mostly on the West side of, uh, Oahu, if you've ever been, um, Waianae, but I actually graduated from Mililani high school and food growing up for me, uh, you know, Hawaii, it's like the melting pot, uh, of America, basically. I mean, there's so many different, different ethnic groups. We have Chinese, Japanese, Korean, like Hawaiian food, Portuguese food. And it's just like a really big fusion of food, I feel. And I mean, it's all across, you know, across all the islands. And it's just amazing the food you'll find there. It's so like fresh. We have a lot of like local uh, farmers there too, and fishermen. So we get a lot of fresh uh, seafood as well. And that's, that's really good. I don't think I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I just feel like you can't find food like that any other place. Like yeah, anywhere. I mean definitely. I mean especially if you're on an island, especially with seafood and whatnot. I just mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think I think you're right in saying that. Yeah. And uh, so like, do you have any like important food memories, or I guess what was that like for you growing up? Oh no, yeah, for sure. Um, I actually got into cooking at like a really young age. Uh, I used to cook with my papa and my grandma well, there are two <laughs> I should say my papa is my mom's uh 
dad and he he's Filipino so I really got like the like traditional Filipino recipes uh none of which I actually cook I have to say I do like I do my own kind of thing which he understands so it's cool but yeah he taught me how to cook food like sari sari pork adobo sinigang and it's just food that you would find in the Philippines and I feel I mean I'm sure he also uses his own kind of flair on it too but but those like memories you like you always have like yeah yeah you know and then uh my grandma she she was portuguese and she taught me how to make like portuguese sweet bread and like how to peel and devein shrimp for shrimp tempura and i just like she she always had like answers for me she she was a kitchen manager for like the school district kind of thing or rest, or cafeteria i'm sorry she was a cafeteria manager for the school district and so she was like a woman in the kitchen at, at a time where, you know, a lot of, uh, I'm sure back in the day, women weren't really, you know, progressing as easily as they are now, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, she'd always give me like such good advice if I felt like, like I was having a bad day in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so was she, were they, they were kind of your inspiration, I guess, into getting co- into cooking. Um, yeah, definitely. For me, a lot of my uh, biggest food memories are like making uh, sauce on Sunday with my grandfather or making mac and cheese and stuff. What yeah. are some like, iconic dishes for you that if we like wrote your cookbook today, they would be in there? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like what, like what it, for you, like what would that be? I know you named a few, um, but like what, what dishes stick with you? Yeah. So I actually have a few out like on my uh, channel. I really feel like chicken and um, I want to do pork adobo, but I haven't yet. Um, but chicken adobo, uh, rolling look, excuse me, lumpia. Uh, I used to do a lot of that with my grandma. She, yeah, she'd like, we have like four of us, my two cousins and my sister. And she used to sit us down at the table and basically use us to like roll masses of lumpia that she'd freeze, you know, for parties and stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah, definitely lumpia. And I actually just made a video for chicken long rice. And it's just really simple, easy things, you know, that you can make I feel like I'm not very, I'm not about like 50 ingredients. I don't know. I guess I just really like easy things to do that you can, you know, like it's really yeah, like simple foods. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So when did you start taking like cooking like really seriously? Like when did you start to actually think this could be a career for you? Um, I mean, I get, I guess I would say high school. I've always known though. Uh, my mom has a story from when I was in preschool. I like during preschool graduation, she the teacher asked, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I I said either a hospital cleaner because that's what one of my grandmas did. And then, like, a chef, which is so funny because, like, here I am, like, 20 years. You know what I'm saying? So it's, mm-hmm. like, I always knew I wanted to be it, but I took it more seriously in high school. I actually I actually dreamed of going to the CIA, surprisingly, or, or not. <laughs> but, you know, being from Hawaii, I didn't feel comfortable I guess at the time when I was in high school to like up and leave I guess mm-hmm. and so yeah I, I, I was afraid to go so I actually ended up staying uh staying home for it and going to a community college for it and I mean I had a blast and I just feel like it's what you make of it you know yeah. like my your time there kind of thing yeah definitely yeah. I mean that I think that's a big thing with school I mean the CIA my experience there was really great I mean there was a lot of cool uh, classes and people I've met, but at the same time, there were a lot of students or classmates who really didn't like take it seriously. And yeah, was, like, take advantage of it. Yeah. So I mean, I get where you're coming from on both ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there were 
uh, it's not, it wasn't like extra credit or anything, but you know, our chefs, they knew other chefs and they'd put out events at their restaurant or do, you know, like food and wine or just, or kind of gala like things. And they would always recruit like culinary students because, hey, free help, right? But for like, it's not free for us. It's like the experience that you gain from it. It's invaluable. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I guess I was saying like in culinary school, I noticed a lot of people go in and, you know, they think it's easy or they think they're there because I don't know, maybe their parents sent them there or whatnot and they Mm -hmm. don't take full advantage of it. So I don't really think it's about the institution. I think it's about, you know, where you, or what effort you put in. I mean, the CIA through connections, I guess is the only thing I would say, but like, even then, like any, you, you can make so many connections through what you're doing online and everything that I, yeah, I feel like going to a community college is like any, any schooling is highly beneficial. Yeah, definitely. So, um, like when you were going to community college, did you ever have, like for me, when I started out, I had that spark of like wanting to do fine dining and do Michelin. Did you ever have that? Or was that like something you never really wanted to get into? Oh yeah, no, definitely. I, I feel like, and you know, I'm, could be wrong, but I just feel like that's like most cooks' dreams is to work, you know, to that Michelin star. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so funny because yeah, when I first started, you know, I was like, yeah, I want to work for and and I guess maybe my thoughts weren't as big as yours. Like I thought I would honestly have stayed in Hawaii my whole life, and so yeah. you know, I wanted to work at this, this, and this restaurant, you know, and then mm-hmm. I worked at one of the restaurants that I wanted to work for. And, and so this was towards, actually, this is my last semester, I'm sorry, in culinary school. And, and I was super stoked to, you know, work at that or extern at that restaurant. And there's a difference between what you see and what you actually experience that I think made me realize that it just wasn't for me. Like, yeah. and I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I learned, definitely, I learned a lot uh, at that kitchen. I just feel like personality wise, like, that just wasn't me and not personality. I'm sorry. I'm just a very lax person. As you can tell, I like very simple and easy things. Mm. And I guess maybe it was the thought of having it as opposed to like actually going through with the work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's not like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm like, like a lazier, careless, like cook or anything. It's just that type of intenseness that I imagine would be in a Michelin star restaurant it just doesn't fit like me per se. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get yeah, that. So and it's like, I, yeah, I, I totally understand because I, I get the same thing. I feel the same way. I mean, there's a long time mm-hmm. where all I wanted to do was fine dining and Michelin, <laughs> and you know, I mean, you've heard my podcast and you know, kind of know what I'm about. Yeah. And then it was literally like eight months ago where it was just like, you know, like I want to do more than just be like a cog in the machine i mm-hmm. want to at least give back mm-hmm. to the industry some way so yeah definitely. i mean that's pretty much it for me yeah for sure. um and i feel like that's where we like are kind of the same in that so when you ended like school where did you go after that um so when i ended school i actually was already working at uh the hotel uh i actually so i worked for the ihilani hotel which is on the west side of the island of oahu and i'd been working there uh, probably for about maybe six months at the time. And man, I really like that was probably honestly my favorite job. Like, I learned so much. I think that was where I grew the most as a cook. You know what I'm saying? Really? Because I was, Why is that? I was able like I was able to work every almost every single station without with like, the exception of the sushi bar, which, you know, you really train years to be able to work 
at sushi bars, but like I got to mm-hmm. work breakfast, like almond station. I did poolside grill. I worked uh, dinner service at their uh, like fast casual restaurant and an and Italian right. restaurant, you know? And so I just feel like the chef that I worked for, he just gave me so many like opportunities to like learn and grow. And I'm so thankful for that because had I not, I just feel it gave me so many more skills to be more well-rounded as a cook, you know? And so, yeah, yeah I just really appreciated it. And I'm just going to say shout out real quick. It was really fun working there because we did like the NFL Pro Bowl and I got to make an omelet for JJ Watt, which was really cool. <laughs> I thought that was like really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, my first uh, restaurant job, professional kitchen was in a hotel. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, but definitely those Sunday brunch omelet mm-hmm. stations, those are tough. I mean, for sure. you're like 100, 200 guests and you got to start. You have what four like burners, gas burner yep. stoves, like yep. like not even like plugged in anything, like <laughs> literally just single. Like, you gotta change the butane like, can. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, those are the worst. Like, yeah. No, yeah, for sure. And like beat up nonsticks and yep. oh man, great yeah. days. But I mean, that, I mean that's where you learn like your basic like fundamentals with speed and organization. Because exactly. if your station's not organized and you're not quick enough, you have a line full of hungry tourists exactly you know? and and you know what's funny too and i'm not calling anyone out on this but you know so i mean i guess i was kind of like the tournant like i could work any station and so i'd go in on the people's like the other cooks day off days off kind of thing and mm-hmm. there were the cool guys that would leave you like prep for days like they prep their station up like so well and you don't have to do anything you're, you're chilling kind of basically or helping obviously helping someone else out but then there'd yeah. be those cooks that just are all right it's my two days off and i'm gonna chill so i'm not gonna prep anything and you're just like struggling hardcore to like find everything you know what i mean it's so funny like you just yeah. have like two different sides of the coin kind of thing yeah i mean i think it's important i mean especially with prep to leave your your partners or your colleagues like set For up sure, i mean man. there's nothing worse For than sure. going into a shift when you've left your part your colleague set up and then the next day your co-worker like has left nothing for you i mean that that <laughs> we've all been there though I mean, right <laughs> yeah i mean that's life i mean sometimes the co-worker gets busy and they have a rough day or sometimes they just don't feel like doing yep. it and but at the end of the day i think the longer and the more teamwork that you put into the organization the better stuff like that gets yep definitely you know? for sure but, I mean, in hotels, like, there's all sorts of characters. Oh, definitely. Maybe. You know, you've got the guys that have been For there me. since day one, and you've got people like me. Yeah. So when I got hired on, I was actually an on-call, and so they could work you, like, to the bone for, like, 40 hours, get overtime kind of thing for three weeks. And then they're, like, last yeah. uh, that last week of the pay period, they had to make sure you didn't exceed, I think, 20 hours. So, yeah, my paychecks would be great for the first two, and then the last one was, like, it was it was all right you know what i'm saying <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. yeah no it was just like and you know as like like kind of the bottom of the totem pole guy you're kind of working hard so that you can like show the chef like hey like i want to be the next full time you know what i'm saying and you're kind of vying for that mm-hmm. spot that opens up which i mean lucky for me it did and i was like really blessed to get it but i mean for the other you know what i'm saying for the other guys like you're just trying and it's it's like friendly competition. Like you, you all have the job, but you want that job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. I'm a very, 
I'm a very competitive person in a sense that like I like to know that I'm getting my product done faster than someone or I'm doing better in terms of skill on someone, right. but I'm also like the type of person who will help, like, help you out. Yeah, you know what for I mean? sure. Um, I don't ever want I don't ever want to come off as the guy that seems like he's too good to help yeah. you out. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's a great character trait to have in the kitchen, I will say. Well I didn't have that for a while. When I got to culinary school I was very much You do like, you <laughs> you know, I'm here to destroy yeah. everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, I, I lost a lot of friends like that. So I mean it is what it is, you know, it happens I but mean, at the end of the day. Go ahead, it, go ahead. I, I I mean I just feel like that's I mean I won't lie that's the mentality I feel like that's the way it is when you're young I remember yeah same thing starting off like you wanted to be the quote-unquote badass like I can do everything kind of thing but then you come to realize like oh I have to work as a team like oh I need it you know what I mean so I think it's I think it kind of starts like that for almost every cook some of us stick with that and some of us grow out of it which is always great but I totally get Mm. that totally agree yeah yeah i mean yeah and just like my like i can't say it enough like the time that you get in a hotel i mean how old were you when you went to like when you started working at the hotel i think i was 20 19 or 20 you're 20 yeah 20 i think i was 20 yeah wow yeah yeah like when i went in i had just turned 17 thank you so proud (laughs) yeah i was like I was like that young like kid who everyone was like this guy. Like what's what? Like, yeah, they're like what? What is this guy? But I mean, like I'm able to like really connect with people in the industry. So, yeah. like, it was it was fairly easy. Like everyone kind of took me under their wing because it was cool. Like everyone wanted to like show me their way of doing it because I was so young and impressionable. Yes, so yeah. I mean, it was a cool experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember I worked for a chef and he actually really enjoyed hiring like younger people purely for the fact that they're impressionable and moldable and they can you know, show them how they want things to be done. And, and you won't have an opinion. You, you won't have an opinion. You're like, yeah, chef, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, definitely. Great. Yeah. Nice. So, um, so after the hotel and after like, working out there, like what next, like what happened next? Yeah, no. So I love my favorite job ever. They ended up um, closing and uh, reopening like a year and a half later for as four seasons. And in that weird in-between, I didn't want to stay in home. I knew I always wanted to leave. Like, as much as I love the islands, you know, it's my home forever kind of thing. I, I always knew that I wanted to live, live, and we call here the mainland. So if I refer, this is the mainland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I always knew good. that I wanted to be in the mainland. So I actually decided uh, a little after that we closed because we got, like, cool severance pay. So I ended up yeah going, uh, moving. Well, it wasn't moving. It was actually, a, like, a very long extended visit with my uncle who lived in San Diego at the time, or he lives there now, but yeah. So I ended up staying with him for a while and I was only planning on staying till I think the end of summer, but then like money, you know, disappears really quick when you're having fun. So I had to get a job. And so I ended up working at this really small cafe uh, in San Diego village cafe. And it was a really cool spot. Actually, it was right next to Qualcomm stadium which was like really good business on days where the Chargers, well, so this was when the Chargers were, San Diego Chargers. And yeah, we'd be bumping. Yeah. Breakfast was like super busy. And so it was a fun gig at the time. It was a small place and I got to learn a lot about like ordering, inventory kind of stuff. You know, stuff that if you worked, say, at like a hotel or like fine dining, you wouldn't, I mean, I like hadn't had the opportunity. So it was just like a good like experience, you know, to get so yeah yeah it taught me a lot uh the guys that owned it at the time they were really cool 
and they were willing to teach me these things. So, and yeah, I really enjoyed it there. Mm-hmm. I love San Diego. If you ever get a chance, visit San Diego. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, want to one definitely. day. Um, and then after that, what oh, happened? Oh yeah, also, sorry, I met my fiance there. And he actually, uh, he's a, and he currently is still a barista. He loves coffee. Um, he got me, he really got me into coffee. I literally used to drink black coffee. And he like showed me like a bunch of, you know, like there's like lattes and pour overs and cold brew. I'm like, what is this fancy yeah. stuff? Like, <laughs> I mean, and Hawaii's probably yeah. also known for coffee, like the beans, but not, I mean, maybe nowadays, but there's not like so much of a coffee scene there as like San Diego or like Seattle, I'm sure New York, you know, or San Francisco, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, and like, he's a, so he's a barista and I don't know that there's that much, um, things maybe in downtown Seattle, like in Seattle, but in San Diego, they have a big coffee scene with like throwdown. It's called latte art throwdowns. And it is okay. seriously, if you ever get a chance to go to one, I don't know if they have them down or out where you are, but it's really, really cool. Uh, because mm-hmm. you know the whole like latte have you, you i'm sure you've seen it you're you're a coffee drinker, i'm sure yeah yeah but uh but yeah, yeah no so yeah he introduced me to that whole scene and it's if you ever go to one it's it's tournament style so they actually a lot of <laughs> places they either draw their own board like on a like kind of thing and so you go up against uh, another barista and you depending on what the competition is uh sometimes you have to pour like a specific pour so you know you've seen like hearts or like tulips which is like basically a bunch of hearts like pushed in with the milk or like a rosetta which is all like fancy kind of wavy looking kind of things uh and then they even do you have to like they're even so specific sometimes like you have to pour in a certain cup like a five ounce cup which is like you know like a teeny tiny cup and you have to fit all this stuff and figure out like okay do i have enough milk to like put it all in there like (laughs) and then Uh, or like a Gibraltar which is like you know have you seen like the kind of like a glass you know shot glass kind of thing Mm -hmm. which yeah it looks it looks pretty you know doable but I've 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 done one and it's actually really hard (laughs) it's it's intense for me when you know I'm like I'm not like a coffee person I'm like a food person so I'm like how hard can it be but yeah no I mean yeah and your fiance yeah he loves it he like he's competitive yeah he actually made me competitive like I was such a chill person I would say prior to meeting him but yeah I know he totally made me like really kind of competitive which is it's fun you know good fun definitely yeah what's Johnny yeah what's up Johnny (laughs) thank you for uh, getting on into coffee so uh, so I mean I I've never made a heart in a latte before. I know mm-hmm. you're talking about. So, like, how exactly do you do oh, that? Yeah, like, yeah, I know yeah. you pour, and then, like, the top of the kind of, like, after you steam the milk, the top of it is what you kind of yeah, use. Like, but how exactly do you get that Actually, heart shape to go so through? So, when you steam the milk, it, it there's a certain technique, too. And, and, you know, you'll hear. Sometimes if you're in a coffee shop, you can hear, like, the pros. Like, they don't make that, like, loud, crazy screeching sound. Like, it's very, it, the motion yeah. they do, it's, like, where the tip is in the pitcher. And it creates little microfoam, like, bubbles. You, like, you don't want big, like, yeah, if you were making a cappuccino, possibly, you want, like, the big bubbles. But you kind of want, like, micro bubbles because that's what makes the milk really smooth and, like, creamy. So when you go to pour, uh, you kind of want to, when you pour, you don't pour straight in. You want to kind of, like, kind of rotate it around so that it kind of blends in with the espresso. And then, yeah, it's just okay. a, like... And it's, it's free flowing. So 
you, yeah, you just kind of do your thing. You pour, and then when you get to the amount that will not overflow, obviously, just push it. And it's like, it's a weird thing. You kind of, it's not natural because the first couple times I tried to do it, I spilt it all over the ground, but you know, accidents happen. You learn yeah. from them, you make mistakes, you learn from them. <laughs> but yeah, and so, but yeah. you really need that milk to be like foam properly because like if you don't, okay. yeah, you won't get, you won't get that nice latte art. <laughs> it's like, what are some, like, what are some cool designs you've um, seen? Well, I mean, the ones that, like, the ones that the baristas do free, like, free, I guess, free hand, I don't know, free flow, not using, I mean, you know, you see those, like, ones that they use, like, tools and stuff, but I think the true, like, art is the ones that are, are like, free pouring it, not using any of that fancy stuff, because, because that's when you know the milk's good, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, I mean, I've seen, like, crazy inverted tulips with, like, like, Rosetta, I'm like, whoa, like, too high of a level. Okay. <laughs> I'm never probably gonna get there. So, so I mean, what? So he's also, and I'm guessing you're also a big into coffee. Like, what? How did he get into it? Um, how did like? Why do you all enjoy coffee so much? Yeah, or I mean, he's else? from Seattle, like the the birthplace of Starbucks. But he actually really doesn't care for Starbucks. He will not go to Starbucks, which. It's funny to me because for the longest time I was like a gold member at Starbucks for no re- other reason than getting their fraps. So yeah, I said I drink coffee black, but come on, a frappuccino is basically <laughs> a milkshake, right? Am I right? Like, come on. so yeah. I always like You're go right. there like before my shift to like, get a frappuccino because it was such a fun coffee-filled drink. And but no, yeah, he so he was born and raised here in Washington, and then like when we met, uh we'd always go on these like kind of coffee crawl things where we'd get recommendations from his other like barista friends. And he actually lives up in Orange County. So we'd drive all the way up to Orange County to like hit this coffee scene up there. And there's some really good roasters up there. I love, I personally like medium, like medium roasts. Uh, I feel like Seattle and I'm kind of just grouping everyone in one. They, a lot of them do like dark roast, which is cool. I mean, if you're into that, but uh, for coffee roasting, dark roast actually have has less caffeine. So I get it. You know, they drink a lot of coffee. They have high like darker roast because it's less caffeine. They can drink more of it. But a medium yeah. roast, you can really taste the notes of coffee. I mean, it's kind of like wine, you know, you can taste. Like they say you have, there's like berry notes or like chocolate notes, you know. And yeah, yeah so... I just, it's really fascinating, but no, yeah, definitely in your area, hit all the cool coffee shops. And I say have like a pour over or like a cold brew, because then you can really taste the different notes in the coffee. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have to start getting into coffee more. <laughs> I mean, I never started drinking coffee. Like, I mean, I, I like coffee, but I, I honestly have so much energy throughout the day that I honestly don't yeah, need it. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, Whenever I drink coffee, it's like I'm like bouncing out the wall. I literally have coffee maybe once or twice no, a week. Really? Like, I don't drink it at all. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I drink a lot of tea. I'm not like I don't want to sound like I'm some like hipster like oh, drinking no. a lot of tea. Like, I, love- I drink like, a lot of tea from like bags yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so. for sure. What's your favorite kind of tea? Uh, I love okay, chamomile. Okay, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's like how it's like soothing, mm-hmm. relaxing. Uh, chai. I, I love really, chai. Like, like, good chai yeah. tea. Have you ever made it? Um, like. I've, never I've been made always it, no. interested to kind of make it. I mean, I think that would be really cool. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I 
had a friend in college. Her name is Anela, and she made some of the best chai yeah. I've ever had. Uh, shout out Anela to, with her chai recipe. Um, but that was, oh. uh, yeah. I mean, other than that, I haven't really made had homemade chai that much. There was a chef in college as well, Chef Eisenhower, who made amazing homemade chai tea, and those are the only two times I ever had it. So, oh. like homemade. My, uh- yeah. I had a, when I worked in San Diego, oh, I, I had another job as well. Hello. I had a part-time job. It was, um, so there's this place, Liberty Market, or Liberty Public Market. I'm sorry. It's kind of like one of, like, you know, like Chelsea Market. They tried to do one of those, like, indoor kind of food stall-y kind of things. I'm really bad at this. I don't even yeah. know other place. I guess, like, I th- think San Francisco. I'm the worst. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, they, <laughs> they, I had a, I, so I was working at a, one of those food stalls um, at, uh and bakery ice cream kind of place and the chef the so when we first opened there was a chef he would make it was chai snickerdoodle like chai tea snickerdoodles oh my goodness so damn good so it's so funny like when he first explained i'm like how do you get it like in the cookie though and he's like deep it like when you make uh uh hash brownies i'm like what so he actually steeped the uh chai tea with the butter kind of thing and it, it's so okay. good and then they of course they grounded it up and they put it in the sugar you know when you roll make snickerdoodles and like roll it in sugar oh, but it was so good like if yeah. someone could like recreate i mean i could probably ask him for the recipe but so good <laughs> that sounds good maybe that'll be a, maybe that'll be one right? of your videos right? i know i'm okay disclaimer i am not a baker i mean i had to take intro to baking for my degree but I'm not the best baker, yeah. but I mean, I'm, I'm willing to like learn, obviously, like more, more into stuff. I actually tried to do sourdough. I have a, um, a starter going. Um, and I, and I yeah. Really? I, so, okay. I'm going to shout him out right now. Joshua, I don't know how to say his last name property. I think it's Wiesman or Wiseman. He is a YouTuber that, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, his videos are amazing, but I actually, followed his sourdough starter recipe super easy like I thought it was gonna be some craziness and I suck at math but he made it like super like foolproof super easy and yeah yeah and really? so I have a starter going I haven't done anything with it yet I've just been feeding it like every day <laughs> but but you know yeah. one of these days I'll try to do it I, it's just because like I don't have like I really want to get good cast iron, like uh, like you. He, they say you need to have like a like a Dutch oven kind of thing, and I don't have any of that right now. So saving up for it, you know. I'm a cookie. Yeah, calling. definitely. <laughs> there's a there's an Instagram Instagram where she has a YouTube channel. Her name's a uh, uh, full foolproof baking, so not foolproof, but foolproof like F U L L. And um, her name's Kristen, and she has like sixty seven thousand followers. I'm a not and following her. <laughs> they have yeah, I messaged her for like um, uh, what's my This is like a quote, like a line mm-hmm. thought, and she's a, a home baker who just started the sourdough journey, and I, I, I'm just fascinated by like the bread she makes and like yeah. everything she does, and she's like starting to teach classes now. You should definitely I just give her, her. Like, just give her. That's crazy. It's like yellow okay. bread. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, I think that was a a tumor. Yeah, 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 yeah she had really tumor. Cool. I love it. <laughs> yeah, but um. I actually started uh, making sourdough uh, last this past oh, yeah? September. How's that turn out? Yeah, I moved. Good. I mean, I used, I was living in Buffalo. I moved to New York City, and unfortunately, my starter didn't make the travel. No. Um, <laughs> I had I had it for uh, I had a starter for about two and a half months. I mean, I've got I think eight loaves out of it. It was yeah. really good. 
I was actually really like really surprised right? how easy it was. Um, and it was like some like I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to sound like egotistical, <laughs> but like it was honestly some of the best bread I've ever had. I don't know, it's because I grew it. Like, yeah, 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 starter, yeah. Like this whole time, but um, like day two, it was like my starter was literally almost popping a lid off the jar. Like that's how fast it grew. Like I don't know what I did. When did but, so? Oh, you said September. Yeah. So that's kind of like summer. Is that summertime in Buffalo still? Is it still kind of warm? No. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> I think what it happened is, um, no, but my my house was hot because I kept mm-hmm. it in the kitchen, and um, that's when my mom starts to make chili okay. and sauces and stuff. So I think yeah, yeah, yeah. cooking and got to the starter, and that's when it started to like really yeah, grow. So that makes sense. Um, it's fun. Yeah, this uh, this past fall I got into like the fermentation kick. I did sauerkraut, awesome. kimchi, a whole bunch of different stuff. Yeah, yeah. So everything that's awesome. Good. I love kimchi. So. Oh, I actually, <laughs> my next video, actually, no, 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 no. This Friday is, I'm actually making, okay, that's a sweet. I'm making daifuku mochi, which is like, it's just a traditional uh, Japanese confectionery. Um, mm-hmm. And it has like a uh, red bean or azuki bean paste inside covered uh, with mochi rice or not mochi rice. I use rice flour. Cause let's be real. I don't have a, like pounder thing that the Japanese people use, which would be cool and all, but you know, I'm a one woman yes. show. So that would be really hard to do. Just saying, <laughs> um, yeah. but yes. no, yeah. My next video, which is actually, or it was a request from a fellow YouTuber. Uh, he asked, yeah, he asked really? for, he's like, can you make a full Korean meal? And I'm like, Ooh, I don't know. Like that many Korean things, but yeah, I ended up making kimchi soup. So that's going to be the following video. And I'm really excited about that one. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah. I mean, so let's start getting into you got to cook. I'd love to hear why you started it, like where you got the idea from. And so for those of you listening, Loana has a page called you got to cook and it's like the yeah, it's like you, yeah. young adults yeah, yeah. got to cook. So if you just want to go into like what brought about this YouTube So yeah, page. young adults got to cook. Uh, it was, I've growing up, I always love, you know, watching Food Network. Like, that was my thing. I didn't watch cartoons when I was a kid. I watched Food Network. So I really enjoyed watching the shows. And I was like, man, it would be really cool to, like, have my own cooking show. And, you know, being from Hawaii, I don't think you get super recognized in that sense. But, you know, YouTube is such a great platform to show off all that kinds of stuff. So I was like, hey, why not start a YouTube so that I can start reaching people right now, you know? And... The reason yeah. why I chose young adult is not only because I am a young adult, but I just feel, and I mean, I'm, I could be wrong, but our generation, I feel like a lot of us, you know, we eat out a lot and and it's not always like the best food, obviously, because we're on a budget and stuff. But I feel like if you could just have one dish or, you know, a couple recipes you could cook for yourself a couple times a week, then that way, like you'd be okay, you know, like... <laughs> Because I feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely go out, you know, have a good time, eat a fancy place. You know, I I try to eat out fancy places at least once a month. But, I mean, you know, you see, like, even my coworkers, like, they're eating fast food. And I get it. You know, we cook all day. The last thing sometimes you want to do when you go home is cook again. But, you know, I feel like the generation now, like, you just – simple tasks, simple, easy, like, cooking food. I'm sorry. Simple, easy recipes. Like, like, it's just easy to do. And that's why I feel like all my recipes, I try to make them with minimal ingredients so that 
uh, it's doable, but, and if you if you go to my channel, you'll notice I do a lot of local Hawaiian kind of fusion cooking. And I guess that's just the mm -hmm. niche I'm in right now because that's where my audience is at. I feel like, because most of them are like my family and friends, you know, or people that have shared my stuff, but most of them are from Hawaii. So obviously I get more views for those as opposed to, so like my, I did like Alton Brown's uh, mushroom stroganoff and I did my mom's meatloaf recipe and, and they didn't get as many views as I'd hoped, I guess you could say. And it, I'm not mad about it. Like, obviously it's getting views, but as opposed to like my chicken yeah. adobo or my Kahlua pig, like those got like views like quickly. And I was like, whoa. So clearly this is what people want on my, in my audience want to see, you know? So mm -hmm. I do eventually want to branch off into doing more like American food kinds of things. And I probably will sporadically, but right now I think like this is like the direction that it's kind of going, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I get that. That's awesome. And like, was wait, what was the tipping point for you? Like, what was it? Like, what like like was there a certain moment or a certain event where you were just like, I'm oh yeah, do this? Or, like, no, no, no. I mean, I think I've been saying it to myself constantly. And then I actually follow Sean Cannell and Benji Benji TV or you know Benji from like video influencers, and they've been on YouTube for literally years. And it was one of their videos I watched that it's like, why are you not like starting it kind of thing? Like, if you do it now, like. Or what did he say? It was something along the lines of, like, start today because you'll look back at it and, like, be like, why didn't I start when I wanted to kind of thing? You know what I'm saying? And I felt like, yeah. hey, if I put a video out, I kind of had pressure to, like, put another video out kind of thing. And so I just want to keep, like, keep it going. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to stop. So literally my, my weekends okay. are so, okay, I work a Monday through Friday job. I don't know if you could tell. <laughs> But yeah, so my weekends are full of <laughs> yeah, shooting like videos so that I always have like a stash of videos so that, you know, like run, you know, because yeah. you got to have the stash going so you don't, so you can do other fun things at other times <laughs> and have a life. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, I understand yeah. completely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the videos you put out are good. Uh, I think you have a lot of potential to grow. Uh, do you know who Gary Vee is? Yeah, actually, yeah, because of you. <laughs> You're such a good seller with okay, that. So okay. <laughs> He's really cool. I love his energy. Yeah. Great energy. Yeah, he was because you had your – it's cool. It's very rare for me to find someone who wasn't influenced by him to get into something like this. Because um, a lot of people I talk to, whether they get into social media or they're just, like, you know, getting into, like – like stuff that's online, like everyone's, it's all because of Gary Vee. So it's kind of <laughs> cool to have uh, have someone with another yeah, influencer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, it all leads so. back. I mean, I think they all kind of started off similar times too, I believe. Him and like Casey Neistat and, and all those people. I think they all kind of started off when YouTube was like a baby, you know? <laughs> and that's like full blown, yeah. like super popular. Everyone wants to be on YouTube, which I mean, I think it would be really cool if everyone was on kind of YouTube showing. And not just cooking, you know, just showing whatever, like, their hobby is or their, what they like to do. I think it'd be cool because there's something for everyone, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely there is. I mean, just got to find your niche mm -hmm, and go exactly. with it. Um, so why do you think it's important for that young – I mean, you kind of touched on it before, but, like, I, I'll rephrase it because you touched on it. What? Why do you – do you think we're going to get away from food more as, like, Generation. more fast casual places and things like – 
uh, I don't know, Grubhub or like all the delivery apps. I don't use any of them. But do you think because of that we're going to get away from cooking our own food more? Or what are your like what what's your worry? Um, I guess you know, and I will have to say I also don't use those because they're so ridiculously expensive. Like who can afford those delivery fees? Like honestly, <laughs> I have no like yeah. And, and yeah, I mean yeah. you know they do throw a lot of good um, like deals out. I'll get a bunch of ads like on my phone. It's so annoying. Like on Instagram and stuff, but no, I think, I mean, I guess I can see that kind of being a thing only because like they always say like as millennials, like our generation, like we're so lazy or, you know, and it's just only getting worse with like the, like the next generations. But no, I don't think, I don't personally think that it will, you know, ever go out of style or like the need because there's always going to be someone that wants to cook you know what I mean or like learn or you know what I mean like I feel like Food yeah. Network and all these st- they really kind of romanticized cooking I guess you could say so it made it more like I feel <clears throat> like there's like a surplus I remember in culinary school my my teachers them said that before it was so hard to get classes full because no like there weren't like a need or want for like to be a chef kind of thing but you know like when you have shows like uh, like cutthroat, all those kinds of competitive shows, and made people like, oh, like, ooh, that's what chefs do. Like, you know what I mean? Or like, it kind of, yeah. it like made it like a boom kind of thing. And I think, I don't know. I think I know a lot of people that love to cook or that want to, you know, like learn at least a lot. A lot of Johnny's friends, they're like, oh, can like, can you show me? Or like, I want to be on your show. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I didn't think, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I didn't even think that it like. It could be a thing, but yeah, that I mean, that totally could be a thing, you know. Yeah, I, 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 I think so. I think it'd be cool. I um, for me, I, you know, I, you know, it's because you're in the industry. A lot of cooks look at Food Network stuff and they're like, "Oh my god!" Like people get in it because they mm-hmm. want to be on Food Network, but like Food Network had such a big part in getting like our generation mm-hmm. into yep. cooking. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, like like food is born. Food media, at least, is more prevalent than I think right. ever before. And I think it's because of, like, the influencers and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I just – I always disagree with the bashing of, like, people who like, – like, when people say, oh, I like Food Network and they're, like, and, like older chefs roll their eyes. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, so you're like, not the same, but, like, we could – like, it's still, like, what Yeah, I mean, it kept – you know? ge- it's keeping this generation going. And, no, yeah, I totally – I totally agree with you. And it's funny because, you know, and you do get people – like, I was in culinary school. I – probably had like 40 people in my class oh shoot did i is it still on okay sorry my computer i was like oh no No, but um i had like 40 people in my class and i think by the time so it was two and a half years and by the time i graduated i think i graduated from my class maybe 15 people so it's like it really weeds out you know what i'm saying because this industry is not for everyone and like you will learn that it not for everyone and so I just feel like yeah you can romanticize like Food Network can romanticize all they want but it's your passion it's your drive that will really get you to be a chef you know what I'm saying because it's a hard it's so you know it's hard (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. it's hard work uh so where do you see your channel going like a year from now like in a in a perfect world like in a year like is there a certain amount of subscribers you want is there a certain number of videos like what yeah no so for sure i definitely want to put out a video like one video a week for sure so so what is that 52 videos um but 
No, I, I definitely, I mean, yeah, it would be nice to have like a great like subscriber count and, and whatnot, but I guess I just really want people just to know, like, it would be cool if people would share more things that, hey, I cooked this, like what you made, like, and I watched your video and I made this kind of thing, or, or they make like a spinoff of my video because, you know, Hawaii food's all about that fusion. And I think that it would be really cool to see stuff like that. But I do mm-hmm. want to try to do kind of, you know, because I buy all my food, I do, I do all this stuff. So, you know, and it's money and whatnot. It would be nice to have like, some kind of like, not sponsored thing, but kind of get with local, maybe, say, people that blend their own spices, or, you know, people that, hey, roast their own coffee, I could put it in a barbecue, you know, stuff like that, kind of, we work off of each other. And, and kind of help each other grow Mm -hmm. kind of thing. I kind of want to get into doing that. I think that would be really cool. You know, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that'd be cool too. And I, there's always costs with it. I mean, oh, I have costs sure. with the show here, microphones, traveling when I travel mm-hmm. for interviews, and I mean, not far, like train rides and stuff. But yeah. it all builds up. I mean, I, I think, I think for you especially, I think it will be cool to have those sponsored yeah, yeah, yeah. products or something that you can like, you know, go to local places and be like, hey, I do these videos. Show your you stuff, to, kind of thing. You know, yeah, sponsor for sure. Yeah. I think that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be a good thing to do. Uh, and so, I mean, how do you come up like with the recipe? I know you get, I know you get requests, but how do you like really start coming up with the recipes? Is there a script you write? You kind of just go into it, and how long is, is like? Process? I just want to like yeah, editing process sure. and everything. So I usually film my videos on like Friday, Saturday. Yeah, Friday and Saturday, and then. Um, I kind of, so I have like a list of the videos that I want to do. And then honestly, the recipes, I write them after I make it. Because as a cook, I'm the worst. Like I don't really have recipes. So actually having this YouTube really helped me like write it out. <laughs> like I'm not going to lie. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's like put this much salt. I'm like, oh, it's not good. Like I'll add more kind of thing. And so, yeah, I'll cook on Friday and Saturday. And then I'll edit kind of Sunday, Monday, and then I do voiceovers because, like, as you can tell, I can go off into any tangent of the world with you. Like, I could go off. <laughs> so I kind of use that to, like, dial it back kind of thing. Yeah. And so I'll voiceover on, like, Tuesday, and then by Wednesday I have uh, all the audio, kind of the songs put in, or the song put in. And then it's, it's basically done by Wednesday or yeah. Thursday, and it's, like, already scheduled to post on Friday. So, I mean, it does take a good week. I just do it. I spaced it out because it was actually based off of one of the videos I watched um, from video influencers. They said, like, don't try to do it all in one day because then you're just going to overwhelm yourself. And and you don't want that. So because yeah. I feel like that's the reason why people quit is because it's so overwhelming. But, you know, I have that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I stockpile videos so that I'm not like, geez, like, I'm so stressed out. I need to finish this. Like, I need to do this. And and so I think that whole working out in the week span, it kind of helps me to stay organized and have, like, a plan and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I get that. Um, yeah, that's interesting because, you know, there's a lot of work mm-hmm. that goes into this stuff. I mean, I feel like I'm cheating sometimes <laughs> because like today like, I put the episode yeah. out today. Um, and I really, like, I don't know a lot about editing. Okay. Uh, my, I mean, my audio quality, I'm trying to get better at. That's why I'm using different apps. Like the app we're using now, you're the first interview I'm using on this okay. new system. Uh, because some, I feel like the audio in the past sounded really choppy okay. with Anchor. Yeah. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if you've noticed yeah. that ever. Or, 
but uh, there's always like some background noise. So I mean, that's, I hope this sounds a lot better. Um, but in like my episodes with like someone like you, like we're recording this, I'll probably, I'll be releasing this in like a week and a half, two yeah. weeks almost. Um, but for like my solo episodes, like the one I put out today, I recorded this okay. morning. I feel like I just have to be in the moment. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. yeah. I feel like if- I feel like if I plan, like, I just mm-hmm. overthink it, and I just got to, like, go and just, you know, do those. Because like, you're just talking to yourself yeah. for an hour. No, definitely. Um, you, yeah, weird. that's, like, so for my intros and my outros, okay, funny story. So I was filming them, like, when I first, this is my first video. I filmed my intro, cooked whatever, what what did I make? What was my first video? Oh, Spam Musubi. I cooked the Spam Musubi and then filmed my outro. And I was like, wait, why didn't I just film both intro and outro at the same time like it's just stuff like that you kind of pick up you know what i'm yeah. saying while, while you're doing it and it's just like hello <laughs> you know and and as far yeah. as the editing so i have i don't know i've never like edited a podcast before and so i when i uh mind i use imovie and i feel like so my videos okay. are really fast because i like cut out a lot and i fast forward through like things that you should be able you should i think you should see and then and so that's why my videos are like less than most of them are less than five minutes long because I just want to be like quick and straight to the point kind mm-hmm. of thing. But yeah, iMovie, I feel like it's really easy to use. And that's me because I'm not very tech savvy. So yeah, that's what I'm using now. And yeah, and I remember uh, one of the other YouTubers I watch, uh, Tenille, she's like, don't buy any new gear, like work with what you got right now. Because, you know, of course, mm-hmm. you learn from everything. But you don't want to buy like the best gear now and like, hey, what about what if in the next year I don't continue this? Then I have all this stuff. What am I going to yeah. do with it? I guess I have to sell it kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's good. I feel like. Yeah, I get that. I mean, and I'm sure you're getting a lot of like response and like views or sorry. Well, what are you? What is it would be for you listening? Like <laughs> Viewers, I mean, or what yeah. have you. And so I can see getting better audio and all that. Yeah. That's yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know how much people notice it. I know some people have like, asked me um, a lot, but not a lot. Whenever mm-hmm. they ask me, it's mostly that. Um, but like, I have a couple of big interviews coming up with people yeah, I yeah, can't sure. announce yet that um, I'll let you know about later. But like, I, uh, there's a lot of, like, a couple of interviews, and I was like, I really Chris want like, audio. clear yeah, audio. I get it, man. And uh, the the downfall with Anchor with me was I could record you record mm-hmm. it like you're on the phone, and I'm pacing. Yeah, I'm yeah, pacing. Yeah, I can't yeah. sit still. So like what I'm doing now, I actually have to Listen. sit down and like yeah, yeah. chill out. So yeah, which is nice. I mean, I, I'm always like listening, but it's like now I can, now I actually have to stay put and yeah, yeah. And really put, like put my like put myself in front of the microphone and stuff like that. So yeah, it's good. Uh, what um I guess what. Like for me, a big thing was becoming a lot more enthusiastic on my solo podcast. Was like a challenge I faced. What was the challenge you faced when starting out uh, YouTubing? I know you're fairly no, new, no. but like, were there anything? Was there anything um, you wanted so to work on? My rig right now. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It's this like clasped like ring light thing that that I'm using, and so I have like these countertops that aren't. They're kind of like round corner rounded, so they're not straight. So it's a lot of like getting them to stay on kind of thing and not falling off and breaking my phone. Cause that would literally be the worst thing. Cause I record off my phone. I mean, I'm sure like, it's not the best. I, mean, yeah. I think it's all right. Like it's decently good. Like you can see everything you need to see kind of thing, but 
yeah so yeah I think it's so cool. that yeah. and um which I am obviously progressing to work to I would like to get a camera with a tripod <laughs> and like lighting <laughs> but that and then I yeah. love my sister she really was like Luana you need to get better at being more enthusiastic in your voiceovers because I feel like your intros are so like exciting and then I listen to your voiceover and it's just like dude what are you doing like this is not you and actually my mom and cousin that mentioned that too she they're like I feel like you're so serious and I'm like well I kind of am serious in the kitchen but I guess I shouldn't come off as that as for a person that's trying to learn something <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, so. yeah yeah I got the same thing I remember my first bad review was on uh I luckily not come with this is like only bad review uh, so far, it was I on Apple Podcast, and uh, it was like, two, yeah, it was like two stars, and it was like, great guest, terrible host, sounds disinterested. And I was yeah, like, no, oh my god, I don't think that hurts. But go ahead, you know, sorry. I mean, sorry, I just I, I want to say I don't think you no, sound bad at all. Really like I, I don't personally. Think, yeah, I mean, Thank you. I f- well, and you know, you're there's there's gonna be haters. I hate to say I haven't gotten any like yet. I should knock on wood too, but. But no, totally. I, I can, like, yeah, you're just, there's not something for everyone, you know? Sometimes it just happens. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was interesting because, like, and I talked to, to Justin Kana, who's been I love so Justin helpful Kana. with me. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's got great content. But I, I talked to him about it, and it was basically just, like, you know, the reason I it affected me so bad because I knew I needed to get better at, like, being mm-hmm. more enthusiastic. So, I mean... It's the one. It's the it's the the reviews that are somewhat truthful are the ones yeah. that like hit yeah, you yeah. the hardest. But I mean, you know, like you said, like everyone's yeah. entitled to their opinion. Like whatever, I mean, that, move on. That's, with just, life. that's but, um, what it is. Yeah. And, and ex- exactly what you said. <clears throat> like it's a learning experience. And hey, if someone didn't straight up tell you, you wouldn't get better. You know what I mean? Like you can only get better from mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So, yeah. so yeah, I totally get that. But yeah, same. Yeah. I need to. <laughs> so I'm working on it. I'm also working on it. <laughs> uh, so let's get into uh, what like what chefs do you um, look up to? Well, definitely Alton Brown and Rachel Ray. Uh, growing up, I like I said, I watched a lot of Food Network and Rachel Ray. She doesn't say claim to be a chef or anything, which is really nice. So kind of refreshing. But you know, she. Yeah. And as a kid growing up, like, man, she's so fast. She cooks food in 30 minutes. Like, that's awesome. But I really – and it's so funny. Like, the whole mm-hmm. – growing up, the whole garbage bowl thing, she always has, like, a garbage bowl where she throws all her stuff in. And growing up, I was like, why would she just throw it in the trash can? But working in kitchens, you don't always have a trash can next to you. Like, so, so like, here in Microsoft, we, we use compost, like, bins kind of thing. Like, we compost, so we put it in – basically, Camber- we put it in Cambros. But, but yeah, no, I, I really <clears> – yeah. I enjoy that. And – and on Brown, man, he really, he showed me like the science to cooking and, and I'm not like super into science or anything, but it just blew my mind as a kid, you know, like the science of food mm. and like the Maillard reaction or like an emulsion. And so all those kinds of stuff, you know, it really, you know, it helped me grow <clears throat> in that sense too. And, and also, uh, Kenji Lopez Alt from Serious Eats. I really want to get his book, Food Lab. I'm saving money for that on the side. Uh, but, but yeah, he's really cool. I like all the recipes I've done that he put out, like foolproof, dude. Like I did the reverse sear for the yeah. prime rib for Christmas a couple years ago, and I'm like, holy moly, best! Like, <laughs> so good. <laughs> and then yeah, like That's I awesome. said, 
YouTubers, Justin Kana, super cool. He's a really cool dude. Like, I haven't personally met him. Like, we chat on, like, you know, on, like, I'll comment on his YouTube. He'll comment back. He, like, watched my YouTube, which I was like, whoa, hella fangirling. Sorry. I'm not weird, I swear. <laughs> but I just thought it was really cool that he kind of tries to connect with his viewers, you know? And then, yeah, no, for, yeah. actually, so I found him through your podcast. Hello. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then really? uh, Joshua Wiseman, he his videos are top-notch, dude. If you ever – have you heard of him? Yeah. No, um, I don't. I'll, I'll, look him up. I'll, p- I'll put a link in the Instagram. I'll send it to you. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, so I'm doing really cool things, and I just, like, I appreciate that. And, you know, yeah, I look up to these these shows. I mean, I feel like, yeah, I could say, like, the cliche, like, oh, obviously, Julia, sorry, well, worse, Julia Child. Like, you know, stuff that women that got into the industry back in the, all those kinds of things, yeah. But but those, the chefs I listed, they're probably the ones I definitely looked up to growing up and now. Okay, awesome. Uh, what are some good um, books you've read? Well, I left a note for you on Anchor for the Kitchen Confidential because you know, I feel like a lot of people have read that, and man, that book really opened my eyes. You know, <laughs> I was like, whoa, like that happens, mm-hmm. and then you work in the kitchen. You're, oh yeah, that happens. You know, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, the Food Bible, like you said, super cool book, good book. Um, I actually used it the mm-hmm. other day for a special for at work, which is really cool. Um. Yeah, that yeah, their book yeah their books are amazing. Like both the Flavor Bible and uh Yeah, I wanna get that. Oh, yeah, I heard you and say then, it and I was like, I feel like I've definitely seen it. I need to get that book. <laughs> yeah, and then they're, they're I read have you read Omnivore's yeah. Dilemma by Michael Pollan? Yeah. Dang. Yep. I was like Great book. mind blown. You know? <laughs> like I was like, Whoa, that's so like <laughs> yeah. kinda creepy, honestly. Like the stuff about the corn and how like it's in mm-hmm. every single I'm like, geez Louise. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 His writing is really good. And then, uh, I recently bought yeah. Salt Fat Acid Heat. Salt Fat Acid Heat. Man, that's hard to say. By. Oh yeah, yeah great, totally. Uh, and hello, I didn't even realize that it was the series on Netflix, which I'm gonna watch. Samin, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but yeah. And I yeah. also, so she's been on a couple uh, YouTubes that I've watched, and she's so funny. Like, I love her personality. She seems so fun, like, to be around, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she for seems sure. cool to talk with. <laughs> um, so what, what is your future goal? Like, what, like, I know we talked about it, but, like, what, like in 10 years, like, what do you want to own? Yeah, so, like I said, my fiancé, he's into coffee, and so – I would love to just open like a coffee shop cafe kind of thing where and he wants to get into coffee roasting. So I think that would be really cool to, you know, he roasts coffee, does the coffee scene kind of thing. And then I do like breakfast, breakfasty items because I feel like that's honestly my strength is breakfast. I think that's really where like mm-hmm. it just comes so fluidly to me. Like I can I can cook eggs all types of ways I could, you know, and I love that like fast-paced high energy breakfast rush kind of thing so I think it'd be fun to yeah just easy breakfast like you know omelets and stuff or in like pastries I think that would be really fun to do so that we could do it together so yeah one of these days Washington watch out no (laughs) (laughs) yeah you'll have to to keep us updated on that um yeah I mean 
I think it'd be cool if you had like a studio in there too. Right. Like do your, I, well, that's like, really cool. That's an idea. I got to write that one down. I like that. That would be fun to do like cooking, like yeah. uh, classes kind of thing. That'd be cool. Is that what you meant? By the way? <laughs> Is that what you meant? <laughs> yeah. No, like both. Like, yeah, like classes. I think it'd be cool like to have a studio where you can come in and have people like teach them how to learn because like, mm-hmm. that's kind of your mission. And then maybe even those are the episodes. Like, I don't know. There's like a, a space for you yeah, to create no, that. I, I love it. That's a dang yeah. man. I never thought of that. That's a great idea. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I have good ideas sometimes. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Uh, what are some future dishes you want on the show? No, I, mean, yeah, I know you um, have a list. What I are actually, some, I'm going to be, and I don't know when this is going to be put out. You said a couple weeks, but I'm going to be starting like a new series kind of thing where I do like Hawaiian plate lunches. Cause if you go to Hawaii, plate lunches are like, life basically like you get your two scoops of rice mac salad and then basically your entree so I'm planning on doing like a ton of videos in that direction because I feel like you know like I said that that's kind of that's kind of like the niche that my audience likes right now and I think you know it's just it's good for people you know even like people like you on like the east coast they don't know about like Hawaii maybe all that much so but yeah so plate lunches yeah I know that's gonna be one for sure I do want to do more, like, Filipino food. I just – I mean, I'm sure I could source it here. I don't know. It's some 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 of the things could be hard to find here. I mean, I mean I, maybe I'm not looking yeah. hard enough. That could be it too, but, you know. But, yeah, plate lunch is coming up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah I'll, be, yeah. I'll be interested to look at those. Um, I don't know. I, I always – I always would love for you to do something from Buffalo, but I feel like you'd have to do like, so like I feel like if you did like Buffalo wing dip. You'd have to do like a dip episode and have that be a part of it. Yeah, what really are you? Yeah, of, like, what's all like authentic to Buffalo kind of thing? I have no idea. Just letting you know. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, not a lot of people know. It's all right. Uh, we have obviously the Buffalo wing. We have Buffalo wing dip. Um. We do this thing out in Rochester, which okay. is like a garbage plate, it's called, um, which is like a bunch of different things. Uh, there's a sandwich called Beef on Whack. It's like a, a French dip almost, but there's Kimlick seeds on the roll. And you, it's it's literally just uh, it's literally just a French dip with Kimlick seeds on the roll and like Kimlick in the, which is like a, like a okay. seed and like salt in there. Um, and yeah, horseradish. I mean, other than that, I mean, there's like local like brands and like local food re- like food eateries but like other than that not really much like, like i say like if you ever did anything from buffalo it had to be like with yeah yeah, yeah i know what you're else, saying you know what yeah I mean? have a lot of cool regional yeah stuff i guess but you never know if oh, you yeah, ever get to buffalo, i really want to visit new york and also obviously that one of these days so you know i will hit you up for sure because i know i bet you know a lot of great places out there definitely yeah yeah, I mean, I'm in New York right now. New York is definitely has a lot more to offer, <laughs> so I, I would yeah. definitely go to New York first. Um, but uh, is there any like, are you planning on having any guests on the show, or is there anyone in particular you would like to come on? Um, like, what what about no, there's guests? There's no one in particular. I mean, like I said, a couple of uh, Johnny's friends because I don't have. I mean, I have like my coworkers and stuff. I don't have like a ton of friends up here in Washington. Um, cause you know, your coworkers are basically become your friends cause you're with them like eight hours of the day or eight to 10 hours of the day and all that. So, but, um, I mean, a few of them were like, Hey, that'd be cool. And I'm like, yeah, actually that would be pretty cool. 
Um, but I mean, some of that, because yeah. like right now I'm like one person and I'm like doing all the, you know, shopping, editing, all that kind of stuff. And I mean, it would be cool to like do a collab video. In fact, like, I don't know if he was joking or not, but Justin Kana mentioned it in like a comment to me. And I was like, because he's like, we got it because we we're talking about like eating out at places here in like Seattle. And he's like, yeah, we got to go eat. And then, like, in the bottom comment was, like, oh, and cook. And I'm like, oh, that would be so super cool to, like, cook with him. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think, right? I think yeah. Justin would take yeah, you Yeah, he's such a cool guy. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> right? should ask him again. Uh, yeah. Uh, cool. Well, you know, thank you yeah. for being here. I just wanted to – I mean, obviously, you know the last question. Uh what does it mean for you to be a part of the Line Cook Nation? I kind of want to know why you heard about this. I don't know if I followed you first or you followed me. I just, like, what does it mean for you to now to finally be on the podcast no, and just, like, yeah. be a part of this, this collaborative? So, so okay, Asia. this is how I found you. And this is going to be a very, probably very long, but I'll try to, like, shorten it. Um, but, there so, one of the days I was on Twitter and I posted something like, oh, I want to get a new knife, like, knife set or knife roll or some, some kind of knife, like, thing. And... Dylan Mara, who you podcasted with, was like, what about custom knives? And I'm like, who's mm-hmm. this guy? And so, and this was the day that Instagram or Twitter was down, or not Instagram, sorry. Instagram and Facebook was down, so I couldn't look because all of his uh, his information was on Instagram. And so I kind of had to wait for all that to blow over. Yeah. But then when I finally went on it, you know, I saw his knives, super cool stuff. I actually bought a knife from, a couple knives from him. I'm sorry, a chef's knife and a paring knife, which is really cool super super sharp <laughs> and um yeah and so that and that was right. basically all from like your podcast i listened to that one yeah he had like a like a picture of it and i was like what is this like he was in a podcast and then that's how i found you and and so when i was listening to your podcast i'm like oh this guy's really cool i love what he's doing like for his platform like that's like ingenious if i had this or maybe we did i don't even know like when i was in culinary school like 10 years ago like that would be amazing like if i had some like someone to like, mm-hmm. relate to, you know? And I just think it's really great because that's like the whole thing. Yeah. It's like you're so relatable. Like, you know, like how we talked about how you wanted to do fine dining, but then you realize you didn't. And it's just like, it's just relatable for me, I guess. And yeah, and that's how I found you. And that's, and I just think that what you're doing for like all of us as cooks, it's just like broadening like our minds, you know what I'm saying? And to like think that we could want to do because yeah. like you have you don't just have cooks like on your podcast you have like Dylan Mara he makes knives I mean he was a chef but you know he got into that and then I think you had like shoemaker mm-hmm. or some I forgot what that was man I listened to so many <laughs> I'm yeah, like, I am Olivia. yeah 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 definitely I mean that was always a goal um so my like inspirations for podcasting go from Joe Rogan to Joe Budden to obviously Justin and. I wanted a space where it was solely mm-hmm. focused on like cooks, but like what cooks would want to hear. So maybe not right, necessarily right. a chef every week, but you know, like last week I had on a prof- uh, mm-hmm. professor from college, and two weeks ago. It was, oh like, yeah, a your teacher. Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, dude, that podcast. Oh my gosh, I was like, she's so right. Like mise en place for life. Like you know what I yeah. mean? And man, like the stuff you share is just. I think it's just really invaluable, and I wish that I had this ten years ago when I was in school. I think that it would have really helped me, you know, and I just appreciate that you're doing. Yeah. I just appreciate that you're doing it for all the students and like young beginning cooks now so that like you're just building a, like a community on, on all your, 
all your social media platforms essentially and yeah i think it's great i think you're bringing like the food industry to like another level basically yeah thank you so much that means a lot i mean i I never got into this like to be famous or anything i honestly like just i I, like i had that feeling of almost like failing when Mm -hmm. i didn't like really want to do fine dining anymore and then i really wanted to explore that and it just led to like a bunch of different things um but yeah, and I just want to like say thank you for you. I think thank your you. videos are really cool. I think the the time. I mean, I would I because I like your videos. I would always love longer videos. But I think your time frame on the videos, is good yeah, for people just like checking in. Um, and I think yeah, I think you, I'm excited to see what happens for you in the next yeah, year. And I really hope that the channel grows and you get a lot more. I mean, you already. I think yesterday we were at like yeah, and I think I got or, one today. I just got. It's so weird. Like YouTube's so weird. It doesn't tell me every time someone subscribes but it will tell me randomly when a person subscribes it's it's weird but you know it's the algorithm it's whatever yeah. i don't understand any of oh by the way i don't understand any of that <laughs> but yeah <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, man. yeah thanks so much so, i was really really excited when you because i think it, i only made like two or three videos and then you reached out and i was like dude i'm not even famous though like you had you had like emerald Lagasse's son i'm like i like i just started here i mean i've been cooking for professionally for like 10 years but you know like for free to like reach out i was like geez like yeah. someone's like noticing me like that's really cool you know what i'm saying yeah i mean <laughs> yeah i mean I, it's so weird to like have someone talking like that like i'm literally like just a regular guy like i i don't know i just mm-hmm, do podcasts mm-hmm. and i enjoy it and i've been really fortunate with the guests i've been mm-hmm. able to get on the show so far and I mean, I just want to be the person who I, – I, I, I don't want to just talk to the people who are really well-known. I want to talk to people like you mm-hmm. who are hungry and starting out and just want to, like, keep, um, keep, like, keep going and keep getting bigger and better. And, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I have planned for, like, the next couple mm-hmm. of years that I want to, like, do. But, you know, like, at the end of the day, it's just, like, a simple podcast for cooks. And, I mean, it means so much mm-hmm. that you enjoy it. Uh, like I said, no matter how many – listeners i get as long as there's one person out there enjoying yeah, yeah. it i'm That's still gonna right. do it so yeah thank you Elena, for the support and i mean it means more than you know to have that support when maybe things aren't going your way or an episode isn't editing right um it, it's nice to know that there's people yeah, out there that I'm, just enjoy it for what it is like i just feel like <clears throat> the food industry it's all about serving people like yeah you're serving food and cooking food and whatnot but you're really serving like people and i think what you're doing for us is essential it's like another part you know what i'm saying like and that's what i feel like yeah you and i do is that like that's what we just want to like help people and see people grow kind of thing you know what i'm saying and obviously that's the whole point of your thing and that's my i mean mine's not so much helping cooks that know how to cook i mean it's just young adults but i think it's like the same kind of concept kind of idea (laughs) Yeah, I know. And it's also like a selfish thing for me. It's like, I just want to like learn about more than what I'm exposed to the industry. I want to meet more people. Like when EJ has his, you know, top rated restaurant <laughs> in the world in 10 years, I want to be the one right? who had a mom when he was 15. Like when you have, you know, so, like a ton of YouTube subscribers, I want to be the one who had you on when you had 63. Like when Justin gets, you know, his restaurant yeah. or food media company, like he's got such potential. Like I want to be person who had a mom yeah, like halfway sure. through his journey you know so this is documenting everything that's happening in the food industry because 
I think we have such valuable tools to do that. And I think we mm-hmm. can, you know, do a lot yeah, definitely. with what we have. So awesome. Yeah, well, like you said, thank you so much me. for coming on. Uh, we'll definitely, yeah, we'll definitely have to have you on yeah, yeah. Uh, more. Like, yeah, we could just talk, this man. Yeah. There's so much to talk about in the food industry, like big events and awesome. whatnot. So we'll definitely have you on again. Yeah, take care. Yeah, we'll talk to you later. There you have it, the interview with Luana. Be sure to check out LionCookThoughts.com for your official Lion Cook Thoughts merch, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Just a reminder about the Anthony Bourdain episode. Uh, May 29th is the deadline. Be sure to download the Anchor app, look up Line Cook Thoughts, the podcast you're listening to right now. And in the top right corner, you can leave a voice message. Leave a minute-long message on why Anthony Bourdain inspired you to cook, get into the kitchen, get into the culinary world. Just whatever he did to inspire you or whatever impact he had on you, I want to hear about it. Uh, we're going to be playing the episode out on June 8th, the year after he passed, and I just think it'd be really cool. So make sure you send in your all your thoughts and your voice messages, and I'm excited to hear what you all have to say. Thank you.